motherfucker. You motherfucking motherfucker. We did it. We did it, people. Uh, we got to episode 20, 20, and we're happy to announce it. Man, it's been a struggle, and sound quality was fucking out the window some days. But hey, we're here, and we're strong, and we're 20 episodes deep. We're really excited about this episode. We've been wanting to talk about this since we started the Craftcast. And uh, today's movie that we're going to talk about is our first gangster episode. Gangster episode number one. We're going to talk about Goodfellas. 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 We got our good friends here. Our gangster friends, our good friends, Jose, you might love him, you might hate him. He's been on Golden Craft Run with us uh, before when we went to St. Art, where was it? Where we went? It was actually uh, Trademark. Trademark Brewing Trademark Co. in Long Beach. You can check that out on our Golden Craft Run page on our IGTV. And also today we have with us a repeating guest, my bandmate and great friend, the Moon Man. The Moon Man. Oh, I'm not a great friend or what? No, you're just a guy that we hang out with. <laughs> he filled in Boxer today. You're just a guy. Boxer was going to do it. He got a little too hungover. He got a little too hungover. And uh, we got, we got the second best guy over here. But he loves the movie just as much or more than Boxer. I'm pretty sure. He's watched the movie how many times? How many times? Uh, just to throw a number out there. Maybe yeah. About 15 52 times. I've seen that movie so many fucking times. There's a lot of things to analyze in this movie. Uh, I mean, we're we're not going to get crazy psychoanalytical about it. I am. Uh, You know, Sergius. But uh, we we got some cool little tidbits that we want to talk about the movie. We watched it last night, and damn, we had a hell of a time just tearing it up and really diving deep into what we're going to talk about today. So we're really excited to move forward with it. Uh, Today's beer, and we're going to start this off for all October. We're going to do Oktoberfest beers for our podcast. So uh, today is, drumroll please, the Warsteiner. Warsteiner. Das Inzig War. I think that's how you say it. Terrible. Oktoberfest. Uh, it's a special yeah, edition from Warsteiner. Uh, it's the Oktoberfest. It's a product of Germany from Munich. And it's from Warnstein, Germany. A family tradition since 1753. Damn. It's an Here's import. a fun fact. Jesus' birthday is in October. Who? Uh, Michael Jackson? Moon? Yours is, yours truly, Jose. Jose. Okay. We'll make like sure moon. not to do a birthday episode <laughs> for you. A jerk. Uh, so it's an Oktoberfest beer. We poured it in a cup. We're looking at the flavor profile and the color, and it looks really orange, uh, really amber, any, everything you would expect from Oktoberfest. It just looks reddish. fucking delicious. It's very amber-like, and yeah, it's very red. It's like... Mm. Fresh, fresh, it, damn fresh. It's a very good looking like beer. The combination. Yeah, it's a good exactly. beer. The bottle, bubbles, uh, the artwork. You would expect, you know, some pumpkin colors, some orange. But this, they're from fucking Germany. It's their Oktoberfest is yeah. baby blue. It's full on. Uh, it's full on it's baby full on blue. German. Is that what you would call hops? All the bubbles and shit. Uh, no, the hops would be oh, the okay, the what they be. put into the. It's like the beer taste. itself, what they brew it with. They brew it, they make a giant mash with the hops in it. And then that type of hop, those kind of hops, is just different kinds of, it basically kind of looks like weed, bro. It's just different strains of hops, you know. They you throw it in. Weed. Weed. It looks like it looks like weed, bro. Hops are actually a cousin of weed. Yeah, it's a type yeah. of weed. So, it's a um, brain. But this, this is not too, too hoppy. 
It's more crisp than anything, very, I'd say. Very yeah, crisp. It's very smooth. Yeah. Very smooth. Yeah. Uh, everything I would expect from a German beer. Uh, this would this? this this is an Oktoberfest, probably like a. Very tight. I want to say it's a pilsner. Yeah, I was thinking pilsner. Like a pilsner, but it's also dark, which could make it an amber. Um, I don't think that's dark, dark enough, is it, bro? Am I tripping? No, it's pretty light. It's pretty light, yeah, but. Right. Uh, so, what do you guys think? What do you guys get off the bat for this one, besides the crispiness? That's all I got. Chris, you got crisp beer at the moment, at least. It's, it's yeah. cold, crisp, but it's refreshing. Uh, it goes down pretty smooth. Um, the taste isn't. Uh, it's. I, I would imagine it has to be cold, like really nice cold to to taste right. Uh, I mean, we got it pretty cold as it was. Um, today we're doing the podcast out of Jose's sweet pad, and uh, we got it set up. And we got the cooler in here, so we started cooling down the bees. Yeah, so we got a little space right here. It's we got a little cool. space. It's nice. Yeah. There's palm tree curtains. We'll post a picture later on. Um, I feel like I'm in Jaws, like in a third act of fucking Jaws. <laughs> when they're in the cabin. In a, like in a boat. Yeah, in a yeah. boat cabin. And you, everyone's just like It feels know, awesome. Drunk. I feel like a, I'm a sailor on a ship right now. And we're sailing into good fellas. Good so, fellas. Man, this is, this is just an easy sipper, too. I'm getting that. Easy, so you could easily get a, you know, a boot, yeah, a boot of this and be cool. A boot, a boot would be, it would be das boot, das boot, yeah, it would be pretty good. A boot, but it would be nice. So, um, a lot of differences between this and I want to say Oktoberfest in America would be that this beer is a lot lighter than some of the Oktoberfests that are out here. Like we were about to get the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. And all right, all right. it's all right, yeah, all right, you know. But then I saw this one, and I was like, okay, yeah, we got to go with the with the German, you I know. We thought that it was just most mostly because of the hype of Oktoberfest that they put out that. Yeah, I mean Sam that's Adam what it is, that. and it's, I, just, that's, it's, it's just whatever. that's kind of why we're we're doing my opinion. That's why we're kind of doing this month all Oktoberfest though, because there's so many different brands and yeah. so many, all of them all do. You want to point out what's like the best ones out there? Well, on our personal opinion on uh, it, you yeah. know. So I mean, this is a good start, I think. Because it's straight from Germany. Well, we talked to the guy at the liquor store. Uh, shout out to Eddie's Liquor, Eddie's I guess. Liquor. And uh, they they always take requests from us, so we asked right. him to get a yeah we asked him yeah. to get us some more Oktoberfest. So hopefully he comes through with that, get some more Oktoberfest for us for the rest of the month, and uh, hopefully that'll be like our spot. You know, yeah. Um, come through and. But this is a great start, up. dude. Uh, yeah. We got another Oktoberfest with us, and we're gonna try that one later. But we're gonna go ahead and start off. I mean, shit, man. What, what what can you say about this movie, man? Great actors, great director. Right. No, the greatest uh, story ever. No, a great months. time for film. I mean, it's the 90s. You know Technology what? is getting a lot better. A lot better. Was the one... We already knew about all the other... All the mafia shit, whatever yeah. the fuck. But that's what really put... Let's put it a little bit closer. The, that's what really put it on the map. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, shit, this shit does really exist. Like, yeah. to the people that... Because he reached out. It, it was just it like, blew wow, up. it blew yeah, up. It blew up. It blew up. Yeah. And um, um, how do I want to put this into words? Uh, uh, like, what, 90s? You know, it was in the 90s, yeah. blah, blah, whatever. Before social media now. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, damn, how... I mean, for it to go viral like that, yeah, that's, that, I, I mean, mean people yeah. really had to go out to the movies, yeah, you know? Yeah, you yeah, had to rent it. And, and I remember... 
seeing this the cover of the VHS when I was yeah. growing up yeah. and you could tell it was some gangster shit yeah. that was in the movie and I, I could remember my uncles and my older siblings telling me like oh yeah that movie it's not for you it's not for you you know when I was younger you know yeah, but, but dude holy crap when I finally took a look at it when I was like I don't know first time I saw the movie how old were you? First time I saw the movie was probably like uh, 14, 15 or something. I was probably, I think I was like 17 I was like a when I first saw the movie. Because like, yeah, that's when I started becoming it. more interested in that stuff. Um, yeah, same. But definitely, I man. didn't see it when it got released. Obviously, I saw it like, I was like about 12 or 13 when I oh, first really? saw it. Okay, so. Shit, I, was a, yeah. I was a baby. What this, about you, Moon? Uh, probably around <laughs> the same age, 12, 13. It, but I didn't, I didn't get into it until I got older. Yeah. I was about oh, 16. No, I, that's when I really started like watching them over and over getting into them you know the I mean this is this is the time that right. I really started analyzing it tearing it apart because the way Scorsese does his movies I mean you see a big difference from Mean Streets to Goodfellas uh, the shots that he takes a lot of bar scenes that he does yeah. the shots of the family the family I swear there's more family shots in those movies than there are fucking shots of murder and violence yeah yeah. You know, I mean for, if anything it's not really about like just showing violence yeah. for the sake of violence you know for, like we actually see violence when it happens like he uses the color red when yeah. it happens for what the movie portrays like Manny uh, just uh, stated yeah there's not that many deaths in that movie yeah it's just the right. it's just yeah. yeah yeah you know what I'm saying I mean until until the very end montage where you start seeing all the murdered bodies and right. stuff like but, that but violent violence in the movie in that sense there's not that much yeah. of it that's what I'm talking yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah, right. yeah let's uh, yeah let's get into it and introduce this movie so this movie came out in 1990 September 21st what? 1990 yeah that shit came out when I was born. That year I was born. Shit, I was. I was in May. Yeah, I was born in May, so it was like a couple months. I was seven years old. You were I seven you years old. Twelve. Oh no, wait, you were no, twelve. No, no, right? in ninety when it came out, I was okay. seven. No, years no, old. no, I got, I got it confused. Oh, I was eight when it came out. Oh, okay, so you were eight when you came out. I was seven years old, and the first time I saw it was about twelve or thirteen, somewhere around there. Yeah. And I knew about the culture and uh, uh, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The, you know, the culture. I mean, it, they had movies before it, like you had The Godfather. They did. They did. Like I said, we we knew about it. We knew something was there, obviously. There, yeah. was, there was brotherhood or whatever you want to call it. But the movie Goodfellas skyrocketed into what it is now, I will want to say. Because everybody like I mean, it's, yeah. it's one of the... Keystone gangster movies, yeah. I feel, of the modern time, bro. Like, oh, exactly. There you go. That's the you know, it's a Keystone I, gangster movie. Yeah. yeah, that's what I want to say earlier. Uh, yeah, this movie came out like where uh, Scorsese was actually peaking. There were some years where um, he actually kind of he didn't leave film, but he wasn't like around. And when he finally did came around, it was like when Goodfellas was released. So he had taken like a break or whatever. Yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. But he was still making movies, but it wasn't like uh, enough. Uh, it wasn't garnering enough attention until this movie came out and stuff. But this this movie is actually based on the on a book called Wise Guys by yeah. Nicholas Pagelli. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, it came out in '85, and then. Well, around, I know the real yeah. guys it is based on. Well, I mean, yeah. I know them personally, obviously, but I know of them. Yeah, like, so it, 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 he wrote it based on around this guy and, you know, his whole lifestyle. And then Scorsese came over, and then they both wrote the script for it and stuff. And some of the, uh, some of the parts in this movie are actually improvised, so... 
Yeah, we'll, we'll, so we'll basically, talk some cool ones. Yeah, basically everyone that's a key player in this movie is like a writer in a way. Okay, so that's very interesting. Though. So one one another thing that I kind of want to talk about before we get into it is yeah. after we watched the movie, we watched Howard Stern, and right. Howard Stern was talking to the guy that was Tommy. No, not Tommy. Uh, Henry Hill. Henry, Henry oh, Hill. So yeah. yeah. So Ray yeah. Liotta's character, but in real life, the real life, oh, like the real life guy, Henry yeah. Hill. Yeah. Well, he's known as a snitch. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. exactly. So they were clowning him the fucking whole time. Bastard. They were fucking clowning him the whole time. He walks onto set with a beer in his hand, and they're like, "Oh, so are you always an alcoholic?" And blah blah blah. And they just start ripping on him, bro. They're like not even asking him questions. Yeah, that's they're just actually pretty good sense. They're just they're guy. just making yeah, him just like ripping them off, like just like dude. They they weren't even asking like questions about like the mob. Why he why he ratted? Like they didn't ask him any questions. They were literally just clowning him, bro. And I feel like if like a popular podcaster like Rogan were to have him on, and he would get him to say some real shit, you know, yeah. and talk about yeah. it. Why he's really the only did person it. that could talk to him. But well, that's what Stern does. Yeah, about that real show stuff. is about. Yeah. He just clowns on people. people. He clowns on people, and he likes really, to be controversial. Yeah. I noticed he he does really like to be controversial, even though he's all like, "Oh, don't say that, don't say that," because it's like, remember, we're on the radio. You can't say the s word. That's just bullshit. Yeah, yeah that's bullshit. It's bullshit. He really wants people to fucking say that shit. That's why I think he says it to hype him up even more. Honestly, that's. That's why I'm so glad that we have this fucking podcast, dude. Because we could fucking say whatever the shit we want. We could express ourselves anywhere we can. We could express can. ourselves for free. Express yourself. Okay, so let's jump right. into it. Let's talk uh, about... story. I just... The, one of the things that I really like about this movie that just makes it very prominent for me is that the first 10 minutes of this movie, it's like, it really gets you. Like, it's just like the... Like, there's this thing it's in screenwriting. It's intriguing. Yeah. It's this thing in screenwriting. I even told Box about it last night. He's like, dude, there's this thing where they teach us that, that the pages that you're writing, uh, making a movie... Shout out to the Box. Every page is like a minute. Yeah. And they say like, okay, the first 10 pages of your screenplay is the most important because that's the hook. So as soon as you get someone hooked, the rest is just like, you know, just keep going. Just keep going. Keep telling the story. And that's, and that's what it is. The story kept going and it was just like, you know, you get the opening where where um, they uh, it's the guys. And it's the three of them. It's the three of them. And then they hear like something in the back of the trunk. They're like, you hear that shit? We don't know what's going on. They open the trunk. They stop the car. Open the trunk. The fuck is still breathing? Still, still breathing? Still alive? <laughs> And then you get the first sign of violence. You yeah, know, he just that's fucking off the bat violence. Off the bat. You that's already know probably, what you're into. That's probably the most violent. I can't do the I would say violent besides, I mean, when he shoots Spider, there's that scene. And then yeah. the, the scene where he stabs him up with his mom's kitchen knife. You already know what you're getting yourself into just like on those uh, first three minutes of that movie. And know? I just want to say, dude, like... The way he did the title Goodfellas was in red, like moving across the stream. Bam. It was bam, in white. Bam. It, it was, was in white and it was just very like fast and just like it like looked really generic and it the, the type didn't even match what was on the VHS. Like they changed the type that they chose. I don't think anyone does that based on it. It's their fonts are either like the same or similar or nothing yeah. at all. <laughs> there we go. So the story <laughs> Is based on the Lufthansa heist, well, right? Henry Hill's life. No, it's the story of Henry Hill. He happens to be part of the 
Lufthansa. He was with that crew. He was with that crew. You know, right. he's just telling the story when he was in, in the family. I you think know? not only he was is it... Cases. He was and this Lucchese. is actually the first case of, like, Scorsese having to tell those stories of uh, the rise to power, you know, when it, things are pretty much good, and then it just goes into shit. You know? Yeah. Because we see a lot of that shit, like... Uh, Casino. Casino, Wolf of Wall Street. Um, Wolf of Wall Street is not a mafia movie, though. Yeah, but if they were you pulling see it, some shady shit. Yeah, they're pulling oh, some shady shit, but it's in the no, it's yeah. the same structure though. Yeah, yeah my bad. My the rise and fall. You the know? rise and fall of and the, the following part is long. It's it's as right. it's as long as them going up to the climax. The yeah. falling is just as long. It's, it's a little sad too. It's like a little. Disgraceful, I mean, that's you know? the whole point. It's he really wants to pull you in, like, dude, yeah. this is a sad life. This is a sad reality that these motherfuckers deal well, with. Well, that's the go that's the interesting thing because Scorsese actually made this movie. Too to make people see like oh this is how bad the life is but right it, 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 it made people want it made people want to be yeah. gangsters and actually glorified it I, th- I think another thing that's important to talk about too is just the fact that once that kicks off the the beginning of the story from that point it's basically a bunch of many small stories of henry hill and his life and him getting into it yeah. and uh it's also it's more, yeah it's more like a it's also talking about um his wife's perspective yeah. along once they meet and basically, you know, her perspective of how the mafia life is treating her, right. what she's accepting, what she knows she shouldn't accept but still does. And I think for the audience, that really goes to show that it, it gets into people's psyche. They want the money. They want the drugs. They want, you know, to be treated well. They want to live better than normal people, you know? But, yeah, that's that's basically what I wanted to say. It's a bunch of mini stories once the movie starts. I mean, it's just... I, I, I know what you mean I feel like it's actually One big old story But it's just like Sections of His story mm-hmm. Like when he was a kid It was like Very fast It was uh, very yeah. It was very much Montage really Yeah And yeah. then it sped up Into like um, Segments Into segments Where he was like in a young Young adult And he actually met Karen And then You know It switches over to her um, uh, voiceover and it kind of gives us a glimpse of like uh, this person from the outside having to come into his culture and you know she's like the good Samaritan Jewish girl that you know grew up in a uh, good environment basically and then she gets into this and it's just like it's a rush to her you know it also it also kind of makes you think during that when that's happening like oh maybe this is like the girl that's going to change him or you yeah. don't know where it's going to go at the beginning of that movie you know right. showing him meeting her and oh maybe yeah, cause she inspire him to do something yeah because the first time you met her like he wasn't even into her and then she actually came and she's all like you got right. some fucking no. nerve who do you Stand think you are who do you yeah, think so you are and stuff you know? I think what really that shot. that shot right there was obviously what made him want to come back and treat her right and stuff yeah. like that cause she proved her right there that she has the fucking gusto to be a gangster like wife a gangster yeah. well, chick right. you know she's not gonna take crap yeah she's not gonna take crap from nobody so that, that was the main thing, I think. But, I mean, just the story overall, just from all these different perspectives. And you see, you know, Tommy, the rise and fall of Tommy through all right. this. Uh, and you even get, you know, hinted of even before he started the gangster life, what he used to do. Right. And how much he hated that in that way of what that standard is like how how much he changed his um status in society because he decided to go the gangster route right and he's he, he was already like a hothead and stuff so it being in this like sick um, ass hothead yeah just, just being in this lifestyle just like gave him more of a 
Uh, it just made him worse. It, it, it amplified. Him it really amplified like his hot-headedness. Well, you know? yeah, he became a loose cannon, but uh, also this. But yeah, but this the reason why he was such a loose cannon was because now he had friends, he had a family to back yeah. him up. You know, like he his had family backup. were in the life as I mean, well. You know, they all were the all guys, in the life. I mean, all the guys really had family. His Every, family had could back them yeah. up. Yeah, like his family was in the life. I think it was his yeah. pops. I think, but I'm not sure. I could be wrong. Come on. No, he was because and he had uncles. I think. You know, it would have been cool like to that. see because like, he was gonna get made though. It would have been cool to see a side well, movie yeah. made, well, uh, like a spinoff. Yeah, a, a spinoff off of Tommy, like uh, off of his life, like a, a show, almost a series. That's that kind of well. Cool. I mean, yeah, see, that like, would have been cool. Like, what, yeah. what made him to where he's at? Yeah, and, and you know, I'm down with that. that. I'm down with that, but there's. I don't know. We cut, we pretty much got all his character. You can't in really one touch movie. back on that. Like what yeah. happens, you know. I think I already got a, a hint of his character. Matter so. of fact, I think the Irishman tried to do that. Robert in a way. De Niro. I don't know about that. <laughs> Robert De Niro's character in real life was worse than Tommy. Really? Yeah. Yeah, well, he was the one that was robbing Jimmy the truck yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. That was him. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, the Oluf Dancer happened, he just, whatever. He he was he was worse than him, but he wasn't uh, as uh, he wasn't a loose cannon. Yeah, he wasn't just gonna pop off. Yeah. He was a little more. Uh, he was at least more calculated. He'll think it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Correct. And you should have fucked with him because like he was actually pretty paranoid, you know, after the heist, he and was. he was well, just like you know, and he the paranoid ones were the worst, especially yeah. when they're paranoid and they have power. Like that's the combo that does it. He was very meticulous in what he did. I guess. So yeah, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, he put the right people together God, and God. stuff. But one of the things I noticed in this movie when he first got introduced, well, Jimmy, you know, when he said basically say like, oh, like this guy's already a legend at 28, 29, and then you know he'll give you a hundred dollars even even to the doormat just for opening the door and stuff. Yeah. And I kind of I kind of yeah, I kind of seen like oh like uh, Henry Hill actually took from him because he was actually doing that later on in life when he was like much older, and he gave out twenties to like the waiters, you know. So he was like the mini version of him, like coming rising up, you know. Yeah. And he's the one that I actually that he was. Yeah, he was like his mentor. He was the mentor to but they all have him mentor. and to uh, yeah him and Tommy. So he already made his little crew like when they were fucking little. Yeah. You know when they were fourteen. Yeah, but they're all like being, that, bro. I mean, story from beginning to end. Yeah, it's just like little segments of uh, pretty much highlights of that uh, lifestyle, really. Especially when it comes to Henry Hill, well, be him yeah. being involved. You see in the, the heist seasons. And all that. I think yeah. that Chris, around the Christmas season, when you really get to see that. Yeah, when it get, when it goes into like the nineteen eight in the eighties section, he starts to fuck around with uh, cocaine. That's when it started getting weird. That's when yeah. the the movie really started. You started to see that's like, where okay. the fall came. You know, that was the turning point at that. And and that's what I think was the biggest part in the movie that a lot of people like started realizing. Oh shit! Like, the movie's not ending yet. It's still going. Like the movie's still going. Like he's still fucking up. You know, and you actually see uh, the wife Karen get pulled into it too, and yeah. you just see his face, bro, like the makeup that they put on his face to yeah. make him look all sucked up yeah. and shit. It's yeah, like, they took man. the color like, out of him. <laughs> and I mean, I've seen that in real life. You know what I'm saying? I've yeah. seen people like that in real life, and it's like, fuck, man. Like, it's hard to turn people around once they're in that, in that, that deep in, it, in that, that juncture, yeah, in that man. Fucking deep end, really. And, and I think that's, that's one. That's something that they say in the movie. It's like, oh, they always try to take you out when you're at your lowest and you need their help. And he was at his lowest. 
And you get to and see. And he didn't need their help. Because yeah. he was even going around and asking Polly for help. Yeah, he asked Polly. No, he tried to apologize for Polly, uh, to Polly. Yeah. And he said, like, dude, I, I'm not going to do this ever again. He's like, all I need is a little help. And then he gave him, like, the dollar, like, like the fucking wad of bills. Yeah, but first, first Polly bitch slapped him. <laughs> and then that was actually improvised. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you see, if you look at that again, like look at his face, and then he actually really reacts to the fucking slap. So what we're referring to right now is basically the scene after he gets out of prison, and he tells him like, "Hey, dude, you got to stop pushing shit. You got to stop pushing drugs." He's like, he's trying to bullshit him. He's like, "Hey, look, don't make me look like a jerk. All right? Yeah. Don't make me look like a jerk." And what did he do? And then he made him fucking look like a jerk. And then afterwards, when he goes and he apologizes to him later on in the movie. Polly straight up says, "You made me look like a jerk. You made As me look a like a shit." Real life mobster, Polly, Polyvario was the real name of the guy that Polly played. Right. Yeah. Uh, dude, he was very low key, very about his shit. Type, yeah. You know, that he no, he was yeah he was he was he did everything by the book, mafia book. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. That's why you really don't know about Paul Vario like that. You know because he was really. They're all supposed to be like that. Yeah, right. It's, I mean, it's trippy to... to you get the guys, you get like the Jangaris and all the other the Bulls wanna, and now it's... But it's trippy, it's trippy to see, you know, like the path of the young gangster can always... They can either go to the top or fucking go straight to the bottom real quick. I just you know, think now... In real anything, quick, you know? I, I just think that's really interesting I because... nowadays... In anything, there's no like ethics or whatever the fuck or any type of code or whatever the fuck. In nothing, yeah. Whether it be politics, no one gives uh, a shit no clubs, more, bro. It's it's fuck. it's fucking wild west, bro. Right. As long as you got a good cares. lawyer, nobody cares. What are the lines from? <laughs> yeah. Another as long as you get, they, yeah. They even pointed out in the beginning, like, oh, like the cops aren't that much help. Like we actually pay out the cops. Uh, nobody fucks. Make them a partner. We make them a partner. Make a partner of, out of you everyone. Know, you know what, Jimmy? I complain, but who listen? <laughs> Motherfucker I fucking told him you I fucking told him, him. <laughs> Okay uh, So I mean so, but, um, so, so He what gets coked out And he fucking He decides to rat on everybody Yeah So that's the Turning point They were gonna kill that, him though Yeah that was the turning point yeah, I mean that's what it was dying Yeah that's what it was They didn't kill him Because they killed Tommy About yeah. Billy Bats And then they were next Because they were involved No they were gonna kill him Just because they were Getting rid of everybody yeah. Who was a part of it Yeah, yeah. And, and keep their asses safe well, and also, yeah, and he was he was being stupid about the way he was doing stuff. So things were starting to fall apart for him. And when you got when you get little, well, uh, Paul, yeah, he lied to well, what was supposed to be like a little high so, side hustle, it turned into a full on hustle. And when you get an organized, when you're doing something yeah. like that, and people catch yeah. wind of that, that's, yeah, that's where they don't. Yeah, that's where you market. fuck up. It's like market. that scene it that scene in the bar around Christmas time oh. when they when she takes off the coat. Excuse me, it takes off the fucking yeah. coat from the bitch, and like yeah, has I told you guys not to be biased. Yeah, yeah. And then later on in the movie, you see her fucking sitting like one of them sitting in their car. They brought a brand new car, a Lincoln or something like that yeah. and you see the fucking paper on the windows still like right, from right. it being a new cell and there's a bloody handprint on it I thought that was fucking genius right there because right. it That's tells you like fuck dude movie. like it doesn't yeah. matter if you buy a new car today you could be dead tomorrow fucking it doesn't matter you know right. Yeah, and that's what that life's about. Yeah, you know? especially when all that scene, when they were celebrating, they came, everyone came in, and then they played uh, 
Frosty the Snowman. Yeah, Frosty and Snowman. Yeah. There's a lot of eye re- ice references, like with, um, what's his name? The flashy guy with the money, Mori. Eyebrows. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gets, he gets Car- um, the, carved by an ice oh, pick. The, uh, toupee guy. Yeah, the, the toupee, toupee guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. he gets stabbed through an ice pick. See, that's an interesting relationship. Yeah, and also the guy with the eyebrows, he was found like in the freezer. He was in the freezer truck. But something I want to say about Mori. Go ahead. Yeah, it did. That's what they said. Yeah. Uh, the interesting part was at Mori at the beginning, he was being pressed by the fucking gangsters, right? And it, they, they were like, oh, I'll fucking have your money. I'll fucking have your money. He didn't die because he didn't pay them back. He died because he was he asking was for his cut. The, he was bugging too much. Yeah. He was bugging too and much. And he was a part. He knew about it. So the fact that he yeah. knew about it was his demise. They were like, you know what? This guy owed us money in the past, and he wants us to pay him. Fuck this guy. We're gonna yeah, take him out yeah. right now, and then I mean, we're him off our hey, fucking that's neck. That's a vicious ass way of getting taken out. The fucking ice yeah. pick to the back of the neck. Like, that's your whole yeah. nervous system. Like, that's your. Never shut the fuck up. Like, I, I bet he was still alive for like the last three minutes or something I until he just went like. Out. Probably be like yeah, out yeah. He just went off mid conversation. Just like went out like that. Damn, that's, that's crazy. That's a wow. fucking what? Yeah, painful kind of. Bro, it is. You're dead. Like you're fucking dead. Like that's your. Whole fucking nervous system. You get all your nervous, all your nerves. He stabbed his fucking brain. (laughs) That's it. That's it, bro. That was a vicious death, bro. Even that if you're one. Not dead right away is gonna. You're gonna. You're dead. That was a vicious death. Samuel Jackson, when his character oh, died, yeah, yeah, yeah. he got shot, and yeah. there was blood, and he had that late reaction when he got shot. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't perfect. I mean, it's a movie, so you know they tried their best. Yeah. What do you mean late? If you see it, it's kind of late because like he reacts to it like really like slow, basically. He's like ooh, because he did the shot. He was like blood. Oh, oh you were talking it. about that. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about. Like, you mean like late? He's dead already. Like, yeah. no, not not my boy Sam. Yeah, Damn, Sam. Sam when he was early on. Though. Be alive I would have tried doing that scene a couple times to get it right. No, oh, dude, that's what. That's the thing is yeah. you, the blood that they shoot out on the bed, bro, on the wall. They gotta clean everything up before they do another shoot, bro. Fuck. That's why they probably just did it once. You know, they're like, that'll work. Fuck it. It's yeah, hard fuck though. It. We don't got I, enough money. I've done a scene in a scary movie where I died and they pulled me off of a chair and I fell and it was like the worst fall in movie history. Like I fell and then I moved around yeah. the ground to success. It's always myself. the horror movies. I have the most fuck ups for some reason. Yeah, it does. But, okay, so, yeah, so there's a lot of different aspects to talk about, but. Can we get into the top two for Jesus? You want to go to the top two? Yeah. Jesus. Hey, shh. you want for your top fe- two? For good fellas. You want sake. your top two? <laughs> you can't handle my top two. Ready? Hold on. Uh, We're gonna do top two, but I'm gonna put. Oh, uh, you go first. Top, top two. Top two. Top two, motherfucker. Two. Top two scenes, baby. Boom. All right, let's get into it. Top two, baby. All right. You uh, go first. Who's no? Your birthday is next, so, so you go first. You go first. And it's We're your place. Go. We're so, going based on what? Because it's my birthday. All right. It's your place too. Top so. two scenes, man. What's your first scene? The whole movie. That doesn't count. That doesn't oh, count. Right, right, right. I know, man. Uh, it's just so many to choose from. Okay, I'll, I'll, so you go first. Mom. I'll go first. I'll go first. So my top two scenes. The first one has got to be when uh, they're eating at mom's place. At his mom's place, yeah. yeah. After they after they kill homeboy, 
or when they have him in the trunk and they go eat at the mom's house and like while he's eating he's like hey mom let me let me borrow this knife you know yeah. I, the port you know that right? the hoof I gotta take the hoof off you gotta, you gotta chop it out you know it's humane it's pork, a sin it's a sin thing. yeah yeah <laughs> And you guess, yeah. that part, just him borrowing a knife from his mom. It just says so much about all the characters. Like, Henry yeah. was all quiet, and he was all like, dude, I'm so traumatized. Jimmy's just like being cool. He's all like, you know. <laughs> and he's even like, I'll, I'll, I'll clean it and bring it back <laughs> to you. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Like, yeah. This was just like Norman like, in front of his mom. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me That's, if I look like the He didn't give a shit, bro. And then <laughs> that, the mom, that part was No, this is, the, this is the best one, is when they walked in, there was no food, right? Oh, no, I can't go to sleep now. I can't go to sleep. Bam, next scene, a Fucking, uh, fucking whole eggs. table yeah. full, full of, of food, food, right? Mexican mom style. Waiting, waiting for everybody. That's what they too. did. And then she goes and she shows off the painting. Oh, I love this painting. Oh, he's one dog's looking that way, one's he looking the other like way. Our friend. Oh he looks like a friend. He looks like a friend. Oh, it's fucking him. It's fucking him. Just take hey, away the bitch. Shout out yeah. to shout out to his mom. It's actually it's actually mom. Scorsese's mom. Oh really? Right. Wow. Oh, yeah. Shit. That's trippy. I literally said that like last night. Like that's three fucking times. hilarious. So yeah, that that would have to be that would have to be my first top scene of it where he where he asked for the knife and then the second one would have to be uh, when he's asking Polly for forgiveness and Polly slaps him and I didn't know that that was you know on the spot improvised yeah until you told me right now but that's awesome that's fucking awesome just the way he slapped him looked so real it looked on point Uh, you know it wasn't expected but it's like it is some some mob shit like some Italian shit like don't make a fucking jerk out of me like you know give him that quick slap wake him up real quick like, yeah, and and that's because what I noticed is because he was looking away. When you look away like that, it's like you're thinking of a lie. Yeah, you're thinking how to you know. You're kind of avoiding the situation yeah. yes. itself, yes. and you're just like you know. That's looking crazy. Away. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that, but yeah, like that was that, that was great acting chemistry, bro. Like mm-hmm. right. between them, I mean, these guys really fucking played the part, man. The acting was on point. Uh, I I gotta say, okay, go, can I go? go for your top two. Yeah, okay, I know where all right. going. One of my favorite scenes, and this is a scene that like really speaks to a lot of Scorsese movies, is when they're at the backyard barbecue and they're literally just whispering to each other like something's happening. The audience doesn't really know, but the camera's moving from one guy coming out of the door, talking to one guy. Polly talks to him, fucking whispers over, and then he goes, okay, and then he like he gives the other guy a look, and then the camera pans over. And there's the guy stepping at the door and he's already he already knows what to do. And it's like that nonverbal communication that uh, basically it's all physical language that's happening that the camera's capturing the camera work, everything fucking in that scene. The, dude, it's a backyard party. It's but you can still fucking small. Without the, without you don't have to un- exactly. Yeah. You don't have to know what they're saying to understand that something is in the works. Something's going on. You don't really even need the narration at that point. It's the you camera really work really and the fact that you know, even if you got a whole pan of that shot and everything happening, you know, of not following everybody, you, some people would catch it and some people wouldn't. But if you didn't point it out with the camera work, kind of what's happening, that's what's interesting is the camera work kind of did it for the audience and show yeah. them hey something's going on but if you're not a wise guy you're not going to you're not going to catch that kind of stuff right. you know those whispers going on in the background kind of are all the whole premise of the movie like that's what the movie is it's a bunch of whispers like nobody really knows what's you know only the guys in the back know what's really going on and they're the ones that are kind of leading the pack those whispers are the ones that are making shit move while everyone's kind of just around you know yeah and I think that dude like that's what a lot of these movies are about bro. yeah I mean those like whispers. a lot of it's like non-verbal action so, yeah you know it's just like they're showing they're doing more showing than telling yeah if anything 
Okay, second scene. And I know this is going to come up probably a second time. Oh, cliche. The go get the fucking shine box scene. <laughs> I fucking love that That's scene. the number one scene. You motherfucker. Well, there's you a couple more. Okay. Oh, dude. His fucking acting in that scene. That was so much rage from a little dude. Yeah. And he was fucking lit. He was going to. He fucking killed the guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he didn't care about the consequences because of the status that he had now. You know, and if you notice, the rest of the people around him, he was trying to like tell him, "I oh, don't fucking worry about this guy. He's a fucking shoe, like a shoe shiner. Fuck, yeah. don't give a shit." Yeah, you know. And totally he, strong, you feel strong. Yeah. Totally. And it's a, him and yeah, and it's an older guy, so it's like you know the last generation. And I used to he was also like hothead. That in the ass I was in a can. He was also a hothead. Stupid. And he was basically his version of uh of Tommy. Really. He's like, wait right there, wait right there, keep him here. But keep that's when, here. that's when they fucked up, and that's what got Tommy killed because. That scene, he, they weren't supposed to fucking kill that guy. Yeah, because he was made. Because he was made, yeah, man, and he, he could have fucked him up and still got away with it. Yeah, but, but no, the, the fact is that he killed him. You can't even. You can't touch even touch him. him. Yeah, you yeah, you can't even. Touch you have him. to get. You have to get the okay. You have to have a. That's what he said. You have to have a sit down. Anything. And then you, you basically. To to first and, and you better have a good fucking reason to do it. And yeah. his reason would be like, oh, he told me to get my fucking shine box. Yeah, that's yeah. that in a gangster level, bro. That's not gonna fly. Yeah, of course not. Of course not. You know. He's like, so, he's just busting your balls. This is just good fun. So, I mean, at that point, that's what really... I think oh, you yeah. really start De seeing De Niro's character... He's like, I don't know, you insulted him a little bit. You did. Um, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah, that's De Niro's character all the time in all the movies. Yeah, you kind of did this, man. You did you did kind he's of insult him. Yeah, he's pretty neutral, but he's also logical, too. He's like yeah. the reason behind it. So, I mean, that was yeah, fucking was awesome. Fuck. Yeah, was That was kidding. fucking I awesome. Love I love that scene, man. And then the red lighting also goes... It's about to go down. It's about to go fucking down right now, and you just fucking, you just see this guy get brutalized, and that that violence right there, I think, really shocked people. No, that was, what yeah. I, you that know? was a high point in the movie. That was one of the climaxes, I think. That, that was, if anything, that, that was, was kind of the climax. That was no, cause, yeah, because yeah, that's what set it off for everything else. It said, yeah, yeah. you have that that's clip in the beginning, and you don't know what's going on, and it led it up to that situation, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it was just like, I think that was the first of its kind. I mean, so that's my top that. two, baby. <laughs> That's my top two. Top two? My top two? Your top right. two. My top, top two. two. What top two? Let me go first. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, so uh, top two. All right. One of the things I really wanted to point out is that he uses freeze frames. Especially like in the beginning, mm -hmm. oh, he yeah. would use the freeze frame, and then he would like actually. And this is when I realized. Yeah, so there's a freeze frame that was interesting, especially when he was a kid, and his dad, his pops actually found out that he wasn't going to school, and then when he finds out, he's all like, "All right," and he just like fucking. Oh, he his, fucks him up. He fucks him up. He gets the belt, and you get the freeze frame, like of him just like uh, taking it, ta you know, of him like using the belt, and he's just like taking it. You have a problem. That's what he, that's what they're trying to address. This is the problem. And then once he tells like uh, uh, Polly and all the guys, they go talk to the mailman. He said like, "Hey, any mail coming from the school going into this address, like, it's no longer gonna go into this address." Right. Let me make you understand. And they put his head in the oven, freeze frame, <laughs> solution. Hmm. So it was a process between. I, I, I like how every time they did shit. do the freeze frame too, yeah. they go into the narrative on it and they start talking. Yeah, that's explanation. Saying, yeah, like this is my problem. And that's at the end very, of it, that's Scorsese's signature, I think. And also the third one is when this who blows up all the cars in the slots, yeah. and he walks out 
and you see the fire coming out of him, and you, all, all you see is just him like, like this, in a silhouette. And then that's where he freeze frames, and then he's all like, you know, right after that, I got so much respect, like I got kids from my school helping my mom get the grocery bags. And you know why? Out of respect. Out of respect. High, <laughs> highlight of that. And then uh, she opens the door, you look like a gangster. <laughs> yeah, that was early on. <laughs> that was uh, around that same time. So that's your first one, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, this is a freeze frame. Oh. Freeze frame, but was yeah, it a specific freeze frame, frame you would say, or it was just... It was just the usage of that freeze frame between that whole little section, that the um, the montage of his okay, whole childhood, you know, because yeah. that was a great use of the freeze frame and so having to like address the something. Freeze frame scenes or shots. No, yeah, he's talking it was about just shots. Where he's a kid. Yeah, it's showing like. That. Yeah, yeah that's my first one. Like it's showing the problem and then it's showing the solutions to it. Exactly. So it's just going on, and the second scene I would say is like towards the end where Jimmy's actually talking to um, he meets up with Henry at the diner and he said like oh he told me to uh, show up like at 7.30 but he he actually was like 30 minutes before he was on him and that shot where he like walks into the diner he goes into the booth is actually like a really chirpy shot where like the background kind of looks like it's getting closer right and but we're actually kind of like pulling out and stuff and right. that itself like it's an effect mm-hmm. but he did it much slower it's the I want to call it the vertical effect where they uh, focus in and then they pull back mm-hmm. and it makes you like it's supposed to like mean like oh you're realizing something or you're feeling like it's uneasy. a moment of realization or yeah or clarity or any like uh, paranoia and for that scene it was actually paranoia because right, it was right. Jimmy, you know, having to be paranoid about Henry and being like, look, this is what's going to happen. You know, and having to sit down, like, about what he wants him to do for him. And we all know, like, you know, he's going to get clapped at that point. But, yeah, that's something that I took notice and just really saw the significance. That's my, uh, that's my second scene. No, my top two. Top two. All right, Jose. Hey, what's your top two? Oh, here we well, go. Well, okay, let's let's start with the second one first. Okay. It's when they're burning down the There's restaurant. No order. There's no order. You go whatever. Okay, cool. Well, anyways, uh, when they're burning down the restaurant. Yeah. They're, what are you doing up there? You look like decorating a Christmas tree or something. <laughs> so they go out there waiting outside the car for the shit to burn or whatever. Yeah. And Tommy's talking to uh, Henry and he's asking him. Yeah. And, and Henry goes, no. He's like, what do you mean? I haven't even asked you yet. Whatever, right? Because he wants to bang that broad. Yeah. Because uh, that date or whatever the fuck. Yeah. That's when he meets Karen or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But because uh, he set it up. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. set it up. Yeah, yeah. But you know, and, and so that was just so funny how he's asking him. He's like, "What do you mean I ain't even asked you?" Because obviously Henry already knew. Yeah. Whatever. And then he's like, "I'm trying I to just... bang this bro." Yeah, I I'm just. I'm trying to bang this bro. Can you help me out? I just like the <laughs> fact, like, as they were waiting and uh, for that shit to burn, something serious is happening. It's like they're gonna yeah. s- we just watch yeah. that shit burn. Yeah. And they're having a fucking normal yeah, ass conversation. Yeah, yeah, but like going it's nothing. Chicks. Am I going to have some chicks? Yeah. Was a good scene. Oh, them, yeah. them setting up the little things in the hut too, yeah. like the little houses yeah, all like, mathematically inside. separated. He's like, what are, you, what are you doing up there? You look, like, you look like you're decorating, decorating a Christmas tree. Yeah. There you go. And they're just clowning each other or whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's funny. It's hilarious. That shit was good. I'm trying to bang this bro. Can you help me out here? She's prejudiced against Italians. Can you believe that? What's your second one? Okay. That okay. First one. First one. 
there's no order. There's no order. This is my. All right. Where's your first of the second one? Um. Dude, I don't want to sound so fucking cliche and shit like that. Or, or like, hey, we, someone's got to say it. We were saving it for you. I mean, <laughs> come funny on, how scene is just that was just <laughs> another bar great. scene. That was just, bar scene. It, I mean, it was just sandbox. No, nah, funny how, funny how. Oh, oh, oh. So you know, this is how you tell yeah, a story. Yeah, this is our tidbit moment. Tell him, Serge. What? The tidbit on that scene. Oh, that it was improvised. That scene was fucking improvised, bro. Okay, that thing was improvised. The way that they do the process is like uh, they sit down all the all the actors yeah. and they do the scene and say like, okay, just do what you need to do, all right, and just bring anything to the table. Whatever. You and then they say like, right. So and they had a whole talk probably before about their characters and you know they get an idea, and they're pretty much flowing from each other and whatever works best, they write it down. And then the day of the shooting, they actually throw out those lines and they also kind of improvise on the spot too, on oh, some okay, of it, okay. you know? So, so improvise, you go. Yeah, so they improvise, they write it and they, they just do it. But you know, that's actually good on everyone's part because you got a really like uh, a good cast and if anything, like they're all the writers of this movie, you know? <laughs> Fucking hey, dude. If you think about it, it's just They like, wrote the movie in their own way. They wrote the fucking movie, bro. Like just being in the zone and being in the actor's mindset of, of I'm a gangster, actors, I'm doing this shit. They hang out with real live yeah. mob gangsters. guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got Joe Pesci. Mafiosi you got Joe guys. Pesci and Robert De Niro. Dude, Joe Pesci. When they're together, they fucking do magic together. They just chemistry. Like they know, they know. Yeah, they bounce around each other know, and stuff. They know about they the know culture each other. too. They, yeah. know, they the know about the culture. They're both. American I mean, everyone Italian who was in this movie knows about Joe the culture. Joe Pesci had that same uh, chemistry with Danny Glover. <laughs> Did he? Don't. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's ridiculous. No, it, it, lethal it, weapon. No, it was. Yeah, it was lethal weapon. Yeah, it was lethal weapon. Gone fishing. Oh, yeah. and gone. Fi- I haven't seen he that one. Gone fishing. Like he wasn't lethal weapon with him though too. Yeah, he was in the third Damn, one. Was that he? was more Mel Gibson, wasn't it? That was Mel. Gibson. Yeah, it was Mel Gibson and him, and then he came out in the later ones, like in three and four. Yeah. He was Leon. Or Leo or whatever. I didn't like his character. All so right. yeah, so that's that's your second scene is the the what do you why what am I why am I funny? Yeah. Funny, funny how? how? Funny how? And, and funny you know what? Hey, you tell me you got it all wrong. Hey, Anthony, he's a big boy. He knows what he said. And I love it how they took what that. What did he say? I went to you remember Good Feathers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And they took that and they made that a regular yeah. joke in Good Feathers. They though. made it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, Good Feathers. Hilarious. Yeah, they throw in some Godfather uh, yeah. part, uh, things yeah, in there. Yeah, the God Pigeons. The, the God, yeah, the God Pigeon. <laughs> he told you you could, you're accepted. Yeah. You're good kid. Yeah. <laughs> you're good kid. <laughs> I love that shit, dude. Man, I, mean, I, I gotta so say, man, like shit. this movie for me is like, this is like, you go through Christmas. You go through the summertime. the wedding. Yeah. You, you go, go through, through the every, summertime. You go seasons. through all the seasons. You go through all the life. You go through all the life yeah, that the they're lifestyle. living through. The through highlights their, of it, really. Through their life, man. Yeah. But those right there were some good ass scenes. I think. I think we did the we yeah. did it justice on that one. Can we open another beer next? Yeah, I think I we're ready. <laughs> I think I think I'm ready. It's the Rocktoberfest, ladies and gentlemen. I like the the pumpkin. 
The artwork is fucking awesome. The artwork, it's, it's pretty creepy. Amazing. Yeah. You know, it's like you a know pumpkin you know with a. Crazy about the artwork. Uh, my brother actually did uh, pumpkin about three years in a row yeah. for Halloween. And it was uh, um, pretty much he took a pumpkin, he hollowed it out, put newspaper on the inside for padding, and he would wear the pumpkin with a pimp suit. And he would be pimpkin. And he just had like the holes cut out so you can see in the eyes and the, the, the face or whatever. Yeah. But this reminds me a lot of pimpkin. That's you can explain the. Uh, uh, dude, the label on this is fucking epic. We got a copper tin label. Uh, this is Rocktoberfest, it's a 5.0. I think if this beer was made while Goodfellas or around Henry Hill's life was going on, they would have never drank this shit right here for sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Henry Hill wouldn't be a rat. We were thinking it. We hey, would. Polly we might actually, have because Polly like cooking sausages and the guys making sausages. Yeah, the guys here, making so. sausages. Yeah, yeah, make Polly was another a thing, monster. Another yeah. thing is, uh, you know, the the it's from Almanac Brewing Co or Beer Co, I should say, and uh, dude. This shit looks pretty creepy. It's a pumpkin with a snout and a mustache standing over He's a plate well of sausages and a hot dog in one hand with a fork and a beer in another. It's very German-like. Kind of looks like he has a Miller uh, in his hand. I'll handle. read the back because it's pretty <laughs> easy to read. Who says you can't break out the Lederhosen and... Dr what does that say? Drindles? There's your Terrible points. Terrible points yeah. for the accent. It's always a good time for Rocktoberfest. This traditional fest beer is brewed with authentic German barley, full of rich toasted malt flavors with a light body and refreshing crispiness. Enjoy straight from the can or pour into your favorite stein and pair with your favorite worst... It's a party in a can, and it might make you dance, dance your, your arse off. Your arch. Your it, arse It's off. supposed to be arse. You, you went from, uh, I think, I saw it. English to, to German. Not even, I don't think he's got German yet. It's he went very, from Australian to English. I'm not going German. I'm, I'm a, it's a multicultural <laughs> beer, and uh, it's, this is made uh, in A for effort? Fuck. I'm not trying Ever to do an accent with it. I'm just trying to fucking say the back of it. So, yeah. It was uh, terrible. It was terrible. This is... Uh, fuck you, Jose. Jesus, I'm just Let joking. me hear your accent. Let me hear your German accent. Get down. Get down. You know how you say uh, toast in, in uh, German? I used to know how to say my pencil is large. You know how to say toast? How? Prost. 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 Is that the toast, though? Yeah. yeah. Um, Prost. Oh, you mean toast. I thought you meant toast. Like, see, my fat is thinking about toast, like, with Prost. butter and shit. To the craft. To the craft. Und du craft. I wonder if that's how you say it. I don't know. Snaps. Ooh. That is pretty tasty. I thought it was going to be bitter and... Uh, it's not an IPA. Uh, is it smoother yeah, no, than the last one? Is, it, no. it is to me. It's actually it you has like it? a lighter, more like not. Nah, I don't want to say citrusy, um, but it's just a lighter, smoother. Um, it goes down real nice, actually, and I like the flavor. It's cold. It's a kinda lot like, colder. It's, it's kind of like an almond to me in a way, where like when you when you, when you bite an almond, like you yeah. taste like it's a little malty. It's a bit nutty. Well, that's what I'm saying. You you get a hint of the sweetness, but it goes directly into the regular flavor of mm -hmm. it. Do I get a favorite flavor of what? Word. <laughs> like with an almond. 
You know, it has that bland flavor. Like an amaretto. You get like a small hint of sweetness when you chew into an almond. Yeah. And then that flavor goes away and you just get like this regular plain taste, you know? Yeah. Like you get the hint of it and then you get the full arm taste. Yeah. 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 Okay. I got to say, one thing I like about this beer is it tastes like it's really dark, but it's only 5%. Yeah. You know? It tastes like it's really deep, you know? Um... Shit, can, man. I'm still tripping on this artwork. They made this can look fucking awesome. Word. This was a nice one. Um, shout out to Same Almanac. Hefenweizen. Yeah, so yeah, so it would be Ve- Weyermann. So this is a Hefe? Weyermann Bachpilsner. So this is a Hefe. So this is a Pilsner. Yeah. Oh, it's a Pilsner. Yeah. Like the last one? Caramunic I don't know. I feel like the last one was malts. much more of a Pilsner Caramunic than this. malts. Much more potent, you said? No, it's much more of a Pilsner. The last one was much more of a Pilsner than oh. this. Yeah, that one, I think the last one was a lot more crisp than this one. Wait, I think very this light. one is a lot darker. Uh, it has more caramel notes than the last one. It's more fucking alcohol percentage. Just what? A few more percents? You can tell the difference, though, right? Yeah. Totally, totally. It's very, yeah. It doesn't have a, a, a like a harsh or bad aftertaste yeah. either. It's very, it's pretty smooth. Very smooth aftertaste. It kind of sits on the palate, but it doesn't like. It's some, not. Some un- beers it's not unpleasant. A, like a, yeah, some went. some beers will have an unpleasant aftertaste where it just sits on the palate and it's like, you know. But this actually has a very. I wonder if this would actually go good with like sausages, food, probably. like sausages, yeah, or like pouring pouring it on yeah, to sausages. It has it. It has them on the picture. So That's what I'm saying. Maybe some some sort of pumpkin. <laughs> I like pumpkin pie. This is I don't good. know, man. That's good. I like yeah, that. About to have pumpkin. It's pie. clean, and I think that flavor would transfer really well <laughs> over to meat. Fucking. That's yeah, just, it would. Yeah, it definitely would. Let's go, Mr. Trivia Man. Trivia. Mr. Trivia Man. So, the guy that Joe Pesci portrayed uh, is actually Tommy DeSimone. Tommy DeSimone. He beat me to it. Like they actually he was um, a sick fuck. That's what he was. He actually was a sick fuck. <laughs> so his portrayal was actually said to be like ninety to ninety five percent accurate to like the real guy. And the real guy was actually like really built. Yeah. He well, wasn't like some he, short guy. He he was a short guy. No no no. In real life he it, wasn't this short. was short. Burke, Jimmy Burke was was bigger than than those guys. But Tommy Dismon was a, was a small guy. He was like about maybe five seven I think. That's not small. That sounds like it's me. That's like a yeah, but still. Yeah. But he, so you're just saying it's not that far fetched as it is. Like he's just a little bit. I short. thought that his portrayal, like you said, it was fucking almost accurate as yeah. the way that I know about the real guy. Yeah, because the real guy. Did they, did they make Casino or uh, Goodfellas first? Uh, uh, Goodfellas, Goodfellas first. Goodfellas, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You actually see a lot of uh, Goodfellas in Casino. casino. Yeah, yeah. The characters you know, it's, and it's the same structure. Like, you got the rise and then you got the fall of it. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. A lot of freeze frames, shit like that as well. <coughs> so, Scorsese. The car blowing up. Martin. He loves those blow, the explosion shots. Little he loves the money shots. Him. I love him. Fucking Scorsese. Oh, oh, um, yeah, he huh? actually uses explosions like in an interesting way. They burnt that tiki hut. They fucking blew up the cars. They fucking <coughs> in casino. Fuck, that's what it is. I in love casino, him. they I love fucking him. I love blew him. shit up too. Um, <coughs> any more and, trivia?s Oh uh, yeah, just one question. Come on. So, <laughs> Scorsese was also involved in every detail of the cast wardrobe that he tried. Oh, that he tied Leota's tie himself to make sure that it was accurate for the setting. 
film setting. Fucking A. Yeah. So he was that. So he was anal in, about the wardrobe. I mean, those mink coats. Yeah. Remember when they're transporting those mink coats yeah. everywhere? And the homegirl walks out with the, the white one. Frosty the snowman. Yeah. Just him being meticulous. So Al Pacino awesome. was actually uh, offered the role of uh, Jimmy Conway. But he turned it down because he was fear. He had the fear of like typecasting because he was also yeah. Italian. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he actually in that same year he ended up being in a even Conway. more stereotype gangster, big boy yeah. Caprice, and Dick Tracy. <laughs> yeah. I forgot it came out in the same. Damn! Yeah. Imagine if he Pacino wasn't Dick was Tracy, in the movie. Yeah. With, with and De Niro was another character in there too. Yeah. Oh, oh like, without a doubt, De Niro will still be in that movie. But, well, they know. got it accomplished in The Irishman, but... Yeah. Right. That was a long movie. <laughs> Way long movie. Yeah. That's... I mean, this is the crazy part is like... Shout out to Fat Tony Salerno. Like how I was talking about Mean Streets, like... They have bar shots, but you see the rough camera work and the... Basically, the, we watched the remastered version last night. Yeah. But how it just looked overall the resolution of the fucking film that the lighting and everything like that it's a lot more deep when you look at i think the it's a lot cleaner too when you look right. at goodfellas uh the lighting's fucking on point and the camera work inside the tiki bar when they're going and they're introducing all the different mafias and then the mafia guys and they're like oh yeah and there's fucking uh johnny two times what was his name that Jimmy two times Jimmy two times Because he always said that, I'm going to go get the papers Get the papers He will always say something twice Yeah <laughs> I love that shit But dude they At one point They even go around the bar And go behind the bar So that means the bartender That was behind the bar Literally either had to like Go and duck somewhere So the camera could get around Or he had to move really quickly So right. the camera could get Behind the bar And zone in And then I think at that point Is really switching from The perspective of uh, Somebody that works there You know Yeah Hey, uh, you're right about uh, Desimone being a big guy. He's 6'2", actually. I just looked that shit up. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Flabbergaster right now. I should That's know this shit. Crazy. I should know this shit. Yeah, he was a big guy. 6'2", bro. You're 6'2"? I'm getting information. <laughs> what, what are you, 6'2"? No, no, I was just... Oh, I'll tell you, man. I was just reading based on what six. it said, and I was just like, yeah. Like, why wouldn't it He's be six wrong? 6'2". Relax, dick. <laughs> All right, <laughs> dude. Fucking, that's what I'm saying, bro. That, like that trivia shit. That's what I'm talking about. Like right, that's all the right. Kind of last, trivia? last last trivia. I don't want to go on because there's a lot. So another piece of trivia is that uh, how my funny scene, like I said, it was improvised, but uh, it's actually that little uh, whole section that the interaction, interaction between them was actually based on the real life account that happened to uh, Joe Pesci when he encountered like a actual real life where was he at monster it doesn't say and Scorsese and Ray Liotta and Pesci they liked the scene so they you know they had an improvise and then they said okay and so the next thing they do is that they get whatever they improvise and mm -hmm. put it over to the scene and that whole little bit like nobody knew that was coming so their reactions so all were the, honest. Yeah, so all the cast members were told something different. Like, just act, act casual. You know what we talked about, this and that. But their um, performance was actually, like, genuine. And it was very, like, uh, it was very much a surprise to, like, the rest of the cast, like, that was around them. So that you're getting so an honest reaction you're from... You're getting an re honest Scorsese reaction. But you said didn't want it in the... 
he he didn't want it. He didn't want it in the script, so that way they nobody gets a leak. Nobody gets a leak on that info. Fuck. So and it wouldn't because all the background actors they actually get the script and they're the piece of script what they're in, right? And they're like, okay, I see what's up, and then they give a little bit more direction and say like, see, this is what's gonna happen, and you know. Like we said before, and I'm pretty sure he rehearsed a couple of times with like the background people. Right. But when it came to the day of the shooting, they actually like did it a little different. Did it a little different. They added a little bit more, mm-hmm. and they were kind of surprised about like the whole interaction because they're the only two that knew what's up. Well, okay, actually okay, three. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it was a little insider thing, so that way they get a reaction from like you know the rest so of the background. What you gotta do in that moment though, you gotta yeah. just keep going with the flow of it. Even when we do something improvised yeah. on stage and we're playing music with expensive gypsies, yeah. you know. We have to do what when we're doing uh, music with expensive gypsies, like the same thing. We'll be on if we're playing, we have to improvise sometimes and just go with the flow of it. Like, yeah, and so I imagine it'd be the same thing for acting, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. To, I mean, they're gonna I, improvise. everything actually. I, I have acted before, you know, I was in theater before, and that's the main thing they tell you once you start improvising, like, you either go with it or you're gonna ruin the scene, yeah, you know. I was a tree in a play once, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was the apex of my career. Look at your fucking shine box. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fucking Mr. Smart guy over there, Sergio. Keep him here. Keep I'm, him pretty sure, me, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Tell me this trivia. amount. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Tell me this amount. In real life, I had two nicknames. Tell me at least one of them, if you know that. I don't know it. All right, two gun tummy or tummy D. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Sick fuck, by the way, again. Sick fucker. Yeah. Yeah. So you know more about him. Like, do you know any details on his? Oh, uh, just what that, kind of that, sick that shit his grandfather do? and and that his uncle were like actually in the L.A. mafia scene. So, by the he's actually from New York, whatever. But yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah he was just he was a, a loose cannon. Like they really consider him a loose cannon. Right. I mean, he did a lot of things for those guys, but. You fuck yeah. around with drugs. Just fuck the yeah. with drugs. Yeah, yeah. They they were doing all that shit. That, that yeah. yeah, they were doing all that shit. I mean, if you really think about it, like it's kind of sad. Like yeah, a lot of people don't even talk about the ending. Jumpy. Yeah, a lot of people don't talk about the ending because they said like, ah, oh, he became a rat. Like that's like what the fuck? That's just like that's just sad. Like that's just fucking pathetic. So wait, we watched a the whole movie about actually, a rat. Like, yeah, pretty much, like, pretty much. Yeah, that's what, yeah, uh, dude. A lot of people probably feel that way. A lot of people just kind of felt a little like let down because it was so exciting. Like, oh, this is a gangster life. Like, that's just luxurious. And you could do whatever that, the fuck you want. And then, like, you know, eventually, you just want to do your own thing and, and, and not be a that, part of that shit. It set path for all these other guys to come out here and do it worse, like Sammy the Bull. Yeah, write it out, John Gotti. You feel me? So it just created. Open up a door. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. But yeah, that's. I mean, fuck. What can I say about this movie, you know? But I mean, it's a lot of things you can. Yeah, say I mean, there's a yeah, but you know, like, there's other gangster movies, and that's actually what we want to talk about on the next. Oh, okay, that's cool. Segment. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah there's let's get into that actually. Beer's pretty good. Um, not yeah. not a bad aftertaste. Um, right. Pretty smooth right now. Well, not, how you guys feeling off of it? I'm good. I'm good. I'm feeling well. Yeah. But yeah, like we said before. Uh, well, yeah, we're talking. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the other gangster films, you know. So many of them. So many of them. You know, so many that came before Goodfellas, and Goodfellas was, you know, the prime exact one of the. I great like I st- like, I, like I stated before, it was just like that kind of made it into a, a pop 
popular culture, whatever. Oh, what the fuck did you say? Culture of phenomenon. It was a Keystone movie for Keystone. gangster films. It, it just it was just that break modern gangster. You know films. what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's just. Well, it was it, for me. It was more like uh, gangster films, but like mobster Italian Italian side yeah. of it because they had already put out. I think American Me had already come out and stuff like that. That was yeah. showing more like the the, the you know the Hispanic Different side lifestyle. of it. Right. Yeah. Right. But that showed a whole different, you know, like for me, one of my favorite ones is uh, I'd, have to, I'd have to go back to Payback with Mel Gibson. Right. Fucking great movie. Uh, All right. <laughs> it's intense. Uh, it's, it's you know, you're on the edge of your seat, kind of the whole thing. Things are happening. It doesn't doesn't let down at all. Yeah. Um, one I'm, of my favorite movies. Yeah, I'm actually surprised by that pick because, like, I hardly remember the gangsters in that movie. Yeah. Well, they were all kind of like businessman style. They yeah. Were, but they were He's just all white them. dudes. They were all yeah. like white dudes. They were. To be honest, I only seen parts of that movie, and it was mostly like the really intense action scenes where he's trying to get out out of a situation. Okay. And I just didn't understand what was going on. And I, so just I just love it how, like, how he goes after all the bosses. Right. And all he's going for is for this small amount of cash that he got robbed for. That's it. He don't care about making money and stealing from everybody. He just wants that little amount of cash. I forgot if it's a hundred thousand or something. And the guy's like, "Here, take the two hundred. He's like, "I don't want two hundred. I want my one hundred thousand that was stolen from me." Okay, cool. That's that's it. That's all he's he's asking for is his one hundred thousand that was stolen from him. And throughout the movie, he just goes through so much intense shit. You know, they're trying to constantly kill him, and you know, and that's how it starts. Actually, they try to mm-hmm. kill him, and he doesn't. He doesn't die. He survives, and he ends up getting fixed up and goes back for his fucking money. A. That movie's fucking great. If you get a chance, check it out. Payback, Mel Gibson. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Gotti, 1996 film. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Gotti, 1996 film. Uh, for many reasons. The actor Armand Asante, that's his name. Yeah. Dude, I I I felt like I was watching Gotti himself in a way, you know, because obviously I knew I I know about whatever and it was just yeah. like, dude, like this dude like performance wise as an actor portraying that yeah. dude, I great. And the whole film, like the like the about it, like the the guy that were gangsters is just like you, you thought it was accurate, just based uh, on accurate, dude, accurate. And, and just based, based on, on like John Gotti. Gotti. John so you Gotti. See, see, I'm pretty sure you've seen like videos of him, right? Of yeah. Gotti, like well, he, when he was yeah, a child yeah. and all that shit. Yeah, of course. And I then mean, he's just like, you know, who doesn't know about John Gotti? You yeah. know what I'm saying? But right, like, Whitey Bulger. Whitey was was a <laughs> Irish guy. Yeah, crazy fuck as well. I mean, they're all crazy. What the fuck? They're all yeah. fucking crazy. What are yeah, you but, fucking? That's, yeah, that's Gotti, so funny in the scene what? in Goodfellas when he's a, when he shoots Spider. He's like, "What are you fucking killing uh, maniac?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, he is. Fucking, he's like, "Yeah, he is." Don't yeah, you fucking is. get it? I mean, yeah, but it's just to them, it's normal. Like it's right. a humanity. Like, yeah, but they kind of normal. Yeah, but then they they'd kill only if it was okayed and shit. Yeah, you know. They but he shot on the spot. Like it yeah. came out he of nowhere. Was he was gonna be a rat anyway. Yeah. So fucking kiss. It's all families, right? Uh, sorry, he brought back Goodfellas. I mean, so that's no, that's, that was the whole thing about. Yeah. It. But yeah. So, so yeah, that's your that's your. Gotti, Gotti, I recommend that film. Watch it. Not not the new one. No, not the new one with the Travolta. Right. Jesus. The old one. You didn't bother watching it. I kind of hate when they take old movies and they remake them because it just they ruin them sometimes. Yeah. See, like, I actually think Armand Asante. Armand I think it was just supposed to be like an updated version of it because they probably found like new information on them. 
bro. No, he, right after the, this is the way to make money on it again. Try to push money. On I don't know because they they put a little bit more details into that, like uh, that they probably didn't even show in the original one. I'm pretty sure there's a big. Just the whole thing that. about it, I like just the, uh, dialogue, performance-wise by the actors acting as what they were supposed to. It was just I'm watch point. that film, bro. Yeah. Watch that film. That film's pretty cool. That guy's pretty good actor. Original gangster films over here. OG films, bro. It Hell could yeah. be any film. You feel me? Yeah, but the fact that it was like from that time, you know. It's all about John Gotti's life, so. And, right. and I will say that Payback wasn't a movie that came off of any specific gangsters. It was just a story, but it, it came out of nowhere. It, it, it was. It was very. <laughs> it had a lot to do with that gangster life. Too, yeah, you know? I get it. Manny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've I've already brought it up. Mean Streets. Yeah. Great uh, film. One of Scorsese's very first. Yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. I, couple films, right? Yeah, it was one of his, uh, yeah, earlier films. And he was very, okay, um, very experimental. So this is the this is the cool part about it. Right. We see the '70s in Goodfellas. They go through the '70s in Casino. I think we see the '70s too. And yeah. The Irishman. We also see the '70s. The, is yeah. the the right the, right? But Mean Streets came out. In the 70s Yeah You know what I'm saying That movie came out That was The era when all this shit Was really actually happening That It was already In that time period So This was like a side story Cause everyone already knew What was going on If you knew about the mob And shit like that You already knew What was happening What kind of conversations What kind of whispers They had On the side When they were trying to get um, The main character I forget his fucking name right now But you gotta watch it If you haven't seen Mean Streets I, You have to fucking watch it Because this is really like The beginning of De Niro I think Getting in with Scorsese Yeah And I don't think they worked the first, before Before that I think right? that was the first time they worked That was the first time they worked together yeah. So like from that point He's on He's worked with Harvey Keitel Yeah Harvey Keitel That's that's the main character in that one Yeah 1970 yeah, So it came out in the 70s mm-hmm. So dude This movie fucking This With the fashion that they're wearing everything they're wearing was current to that date this is the most official to that 70s time period that you get yeah you know so i I think that that's why this movie is really cool and you could see with the technology even the sound that you hear is so old school bro like the the crash and the of the tire screech and you know yeah if anything means was just like the little brink of uh what was good fellas and de niro out of all of everything else that he's done with scorsese this was the one movie where de niro was the fucking antagonist like he was a fucking jerk yeah i think which it was kind of cool to see but it was cool (laughs) to see that this de niro's actions and shit like that really led to what happened in the end you know it's pretty cool the uh actually the the logo for the the title of it it has a it's like a city and it has a gun in the middle of it but right. like the yeah. gun is like the, the the gun is like one of the buildings one of the high rises oh. and it looks almost like a factory like the smoke it? coming out of it uh, oh that's fucking awesome so it's, it's yeah. yeah it's pretty cool the way that they really industrial it. yeah I mean, it makes it look industrial but it's the gun and it shows that yeah you know, and uh, the gun is in black and Mean Streets is in black so it kind of just repeats it. that same thing, but and then it's pictures, all red, man. like it's all yeah, red. Yeah, check like that movie out if you if you yeah, if you really want to see some of Scorsese's early work, De Niro's early work. I mean, he was this was around yeah. even before he did Taxi Driver, maybe right? Yeah, it was right before Taxi Driver. Yeah, right after he worked with uh, Harvey Keitel and uh, 
Guess it's what I'm saying. Out. This was guess it's knocking on my door. A great fucking movie for the beginning, the beginning yeah. of Scorsese's just, epics. I like that we're talking about gangster films. It's this just is, very, it is a gangster film. Yeah, it is a gangster yeah, film. In the right. way it is, it is um, because Harvey Keitel's character is about to be made. He's yeah. about to start getting into the fucking mafia life, and Robert De Niro's character basically fucks it up for him. But you gotta watch it. He's just a, he's just yeah. a shithead, you know. He's, just yeah, he's borrowing money, can't it's, pay it back. He's it's one of early guys. Scorsese. He's doing a lot of experiments. Actually, actually Taxi Driver came out after. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. And you get a lot of um, '70s influence from like you know Goodfellas, because it was set in the '70s, like you said. Well, because all that and shit happened in the yeah. '70s and the '80s. Yeah, and he was there, to, like I well, mean, when it I was just happening. Feel like that Scorsese's maybe you know? his favorite time. Yeah. To to replicate his favorite time to go that's back what, to. Is yeah, that's when he was, yeah, that's like, when he was making films. I think Scorsese just like us is just enamored with the whole lifestyle. Yeah. No, yeah, he I is. Mean, he kind of got into lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, like, the, to, to me, him to being me, what, Italian to me these kind of movies are kind of like the tale of, you know, the rise and fall. You know, it's always the rise and it's always the fall. I wonder if his mom's uh, um, spaghetti and meatballs is great. Oh, it probably she is She probably great. cooks great, yeah, dude. Yeah, right. If anything, that's really probably her recipe. Cooking, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really right, right. <laughs> that's why they were enjoying it so much. They were like, oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, that this is, this is real shit. I just forgot. Damn, I haven't man. tasted spaghetti like that since my mama something died. Something just came to me right now as well. <laughs> What's up? Like earlier, we were talking about our favorite scenes from Goodfellas going back to the movie. Anyway, when they're locked up and shit, uh, uh, when they're making the sauce, I just thought they put too many onions in there or whatever. Hey, but, don't you put know, too many onions. Don't put too many onions in the in the, in the tomato up? sauce or whatever the fuck. Right? I'm only not, put three. Only, only, only put <laughs> just just two or something. No, he put just, said three. Yeah, just you three. Only just put three. Three, three fucking put onions. That's a lot of fucking onions. I mean, in my opinion. That, yeah. I'm not a. a we didn't even try that sauce, but it looked delicious. Okay, another honorable mention scene. But in that scene, what you were just talking about, his mother. Uh, also, no, 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 that's actually, also uh, what, what we tripped out on yesterday, and we noticed that there was. That uh, Robert De Niro puts ketchup on his spaghetti. Yeah. Robert De Niro puts ketchup on oh, his spaghetti. Oh, right. He did. You he know did. why? Right when he's about to why? You know why? Why? Because in real life, Jimmy Conway would used actually to put would ketchup actually, on And that's how meticulous and, wow. oh, shit. and dedicated to his work ethic and his art. Yeah, they really did the research, yeah. though. Dude, this that's really crazy. That's, I didn't know that. Yeah. I've never heard that either. That's, that's a tidbit for you. Yeah, um, there you go. Because like I said, bro. It's like I'm the wardrobe. Like how was, he was picking about the wardrobe. Even when they, when they arrested him, the same way, bro. It's just like, you know when I say, when art, when art imitates life. Imitates life. Yeah. So what's your favorite uh, or, oh, another, yeah. or another movie you and would awesome, gangster when you would did you say one I gotta go yeah, yeah he just said this whole bit you motherfucker um, okay so what's your so Mean Streets yeah what's your it's gonna be Godfather okay it's gonna be Godfather which one though the first dun, one dun, dun. Oh, okay. wait can I consider the first one and the second one as one because that's it, it in my mind it's the first it correlates one. with itself because in my mind that's how I imagine it the first that's one and the second exactly one that's exactly how you would imagine it <laughs> the first one and the second one I consider it as like a whole and then the third one I'm just like that didn't exist it was <laughs> it was weird <laughs> how he wants to fuck his cousin that's kind of weird <laughs> Let's not talk about the movie. I want to talk about the first one, yeah, the one that started about. Like we said earlier, I tried to a, watch all the Godfathers, and I ne- I just never got into them. I I, I watched them. I watched. I them. think my I have to try again now. Maybe one of I was the most. Younger, so maybe one of the ones I liked the most like, was the one where it went back to back when he was young. 
and I think that's the third one, right? When he goes second back one. to it. it wow. Was, it was the second wow, one? Man. It was the second one, I yeah. thought it was the third one. Oh, Fuck no. no. We're talking about the remember. third one. Like, let's not talk about the third one. Okay, you know, that, that's what you I'm know, saying. You know, the second one, he goes, he's early on. It's fucking early days, dude. Fucking, that shit was dope. I yeah. like that one. But the first one is, like, where it's at, what that started at all. And it's actually based on the book. On the real accounts of like the mafia, there's and some yeah, some accounts. There's some gangsters that from and you know like like for example Carlo Gambino. I'm sorry, yeah, Carlo Gambino was the godfather of the Gambino crime. Whatever the fuck he became because he actually came from yeah. uh, 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 Sicily or whatever the fuck the island of Sicily. Yeah, and over here in blue, he just. That's the thing they're trying to make. At that time that the movie got released, like the five families were like at their peak. No, the five families were at their peak. And then he made that movie and he was scared. He was like, they're being really careful not to like mention the word gangster or like mafia. They they weren't allowed to say that shit. But you hear it on the second one. So there was kind of like a, they kind of got respect and they said like, you know, you could use the word mafia. Yeah, they were being really careful about that because they were talking about, like, the mafia. And they were trying to say, like, oh, there's five families I in this... On. There's five families in this uh, this portrayal of New York. And, yeah, it's pretty obvious who the five families are, you know? Gambino being yeah. the head of it. And, you know, you got the godfather, the lead of it. Who, who was... Because uh, the name Corleone was in there, right? Or something like that? Yeah, it was... Michael Corleone. Corleone was the name of this movie, town. The fa- that was the real the family? No, the real he got name he got named that way because like that's where he came from. The the, his town life? was named Corleone, yeah. okay. and then they put his last name in his head. Yeah, okay. so they just said fuck it, like you don't have a last name. That was in the movie. But that made weird. me have a little brief memory of something. Yeah, to do with Godfather. So uh, I remember one time we actually rented him from the library when we were younger and we watched him. You know. Yeah. And uh, there was a place by our house called Corleone's Pizza. And we happened, this is when the Godfather game came out on PlayStation. I think it was PS2 or something. It came out in Mafia? Yeah, Mafia? No, or, no. The Godfather. The real Godfather game. Oh, like you, you I let me borrow it. Yeah. He let me borrow it. Dope I, shit. We played that, was, that game. Yeah. We played that game. No, look. So we we played that game on the Wii. And, you know, you got yeah. the nunchucks and shit. Yeah. You actually do hit him. Like, if you go like this, he'll actually, like, you know, punch him. And I was just like, dude, this is so fucking dope. So I remember we were playing that game and we had ordered this Corleone's pizza. Yeah. And so the Corleone pizza, uh, uh, we ate it, and then we're playing this video game, and we're yeah. all into. And my brother, he's sitting on the couch. He goes, "Hey," he stops, he pauses the game. He's like, "Corleone sends you a message," and we're like, "What?" And right when he said that, he cut a fart so loud, like. <laughs> it's oh it, just, it was on point. It was on point. You know. <laughs> Here's your Corleone. <laughs> Corleone sends you a message. <laughs> what kind of message? Fucking <laughs> dumb. I, actually, uh, there's a tidbit on the on Godfather where on the set everyone would actually like prank each other and shit. I know where you're going. Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about they, that they on that episode. In that like shit. we said, this is oh, the th- th- this is the first of the gangster series. Gotta save first. it. Leave them wanting more. You gotta oh leave my God. Him this guy's more. being extra. That's what this show's about. No, it's not. Yeah. About being extra. Yeah, extra. You, you, you know what? Give movie, her the tidbit, certain... but but make sure you have another tidbit when you. Oh, he's gonna have tidbits when it, when the Wait, tidbit what? time comes. Give the tidbit, but next time have other tidbits also for. Oh yeah, he's gonna, gonna, gonna. He's gonna. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. I do. I always he's bring tidbits. <laughs> yeah, other movies yeah. that I would just throw out there. Influential Godfather. 
influential movie, The Godfather. That's Probably all I gotta Godfather. say. Because it came out Probably the right time, so it was just 70, like, you know. Right? Yeah. Masterpiece. Number two on IMBD. Also around the time of Mean Streets. So. Yeah. That was kind of like, probably, you, maybe, you think there was a, like a rivalry bef- between Coppola and... No, they were no. good friends. Yeah. I, I, I just feel like they were part of the same culture because they came well, in the same both, group. They're both. They were like the nerd rats. They were like the um, film brats, how Tarantino would explain to them. Because they're, they're coming straight out of college and they didn't have cinema school back in the days until like, you mm. know, around the 60s, 70s era. And that's where you get the term, what Tarantino actually calls them as, like the uh, film brats, the cinema brats, or film school brats or whatever. Yeah. And it was, and Coppola was actually a little bit older than them. So he was like the, he was like the older guys mentoring everyone. And. Agreed. He actually made like, you know, one of the greatest fucking movies ever, like Apocalypse Now, both The Godfathers. Yeah. There's you know? three of them. But we don't talk about one of them. You don't I talk guess. about the third one. I didn't say that. This is one of them. I didn't hey, say usually the third, uh, uh, when they make a part third three of a movie, charm. no, so usually it sucks. The part three. Sometimes I can put two examples right off the bat. I can put two Beverly examples three. of part. Okay, Beverly let's Hills talk about this. Beverly Hills Cop, part three. Okay, good. Blade three. What about Crash. Back to the Future You're part right. three? three. Part, yeah. Back to the Future part three was fucking Crash. awesome. What? I didn't like. It. When they go to the West, what are you like talking it. about? It still has some good. I seen Ninja that movie. Is still three. actually pretty good, in context-wise. So I think what we learned today is Moon doesn't like the number three or anything associated I love the to it. Three. I just don't like part three. <laughs> Usually they just. Which one there's do you? Some, there's some that work. There's Which some. one do you want? Like number one or number two? Probably number two. Yeah, because the second movie <laughs> that mean it, that already shows what's happening next. Uh, it's like first one's just nailing set. it in. Yeah, well, first one's is usually the best one. You know, Ninja Turtles, time. same thing. Beverly Hills Cop. Really, Ninja thing. Turtles too? No, part one, part one. Oh, part one. I, yeah, yeah. It came out in the same year too. Yeah. Violence in all these fucking movies. Violence in New York. Crime New Syndicate. York, New York, New York. New York. Violence. Oh yeah, and and uh, the King of New York. That's a great movie too. That's a good uh, gangster movie, and um, it's not so much of a gangster movie, but The Wanderers. It's like gangs movie kind of. Like you know what's a dope movie. gang movie that a lot of people don't see as a gang movie? Don't Alpha Dog. Get oh the fuck out! Wow. Justin Timberlake was in a gang. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Manny has just left the building. If you can see, see my you later. face right now. Jose's so mad. Um, no. Is Wow. Dude, Alpha Dog is a good fucking movie, though. It yeah, is a good movie. It has some good scenes. It's a great fucking movie. I need to rewatch that movie. Holy shit. But remember, they shit. steal the fucking... They steal the kid. Wow. Because it, it was like a loan shark. Wow. He, he lent him money and he fucking... They stole his kid brother. He stole do, his do kid brother. you remember a movie about a... Uh, it's like this white kid in like the Midwest somewhere and he's trying to be like... The gangster type, and then uh, he is, his black homie takes him into like you know a hood spot, yeah. a trap spot, and then the dudes there they think he's like a cop, so they fuck him up. And when they fuck him up, he's like, "So am I in?" Like he thought he was getting jumped into the gang or some shit. Wait, what? I, I, I can't remember. I'll tell you what movie it is. Eminem's the goat. That sounds good. The sacrificial. Sacrificial. No, like so, Eminem is the goat. I mean, us just kind of n- rattling. Manny is a goat. Rattling these. Like literally, though. Yeah. Manny is literally a goat. Yeah, he is. Man, yes. Eminem is the Man goat. Go. I will. I will eat cans. 
He does. Eat I won't cans. eat cans. But look, here, this is the thing: is these movies that we just rattled off might be uh, talked about in full depth in the future, hopefully. If y'all are staying tuned with us, we really appreciate you guys. Uh, Shout out to our overseas listeners. Shout out to our Californian listeners and everywhere in between, baby. Yeah, and fuck the haters. Fuck the haters. Look, feel free to reach out to us anytime. Golden Craft Run is our IG. Just come on down. We got a lot of stuff. Hopefully in the next few months we'll have some merch, possibly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna work on that. Keep steady on it, and uh, you know, shit. Go. Shiponi, you fucking cocksucker. So uh, sip on this, baby. Something that's new, that's out, that's happening currently. Uh, some cool stuff. Off the bat, I know. For fact, what's your sip on this? Mafia, definitive edition out now, available on Steam. It's the complete remake of the 2002 Mafia. Whack ass game. The fucking game, bro. That game was fucking sick. Okay. It was alright. It was alright. Okay, but check this out. They re-rendered a lot of shit, so it looks fucking clean now. It looks dope as fuck. I haven't played it. Uh, but it looks pretty fucking awesome and it includes everything. And I gotta say, the last Mafia game that they came out with, Trash. the graphics on that shit was dope though. It did look fucking awesome. Wait, though. what? What game? Mafia. Mafia. The first one? Mafia 3. Mafia 3? I don't know. This one. That graphics are alright. I liked it. And they did a remake okay, of it. I didn't like it because, like, there are some things that were a little off. Especially like you know how you like drive the car and you go um, see the rear view side of the mirror, right? Like that shit kind of like it didn't reflect and it kind of glitched out and like, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. kind of it lagged and I was just like, oh shit, I didn't really like that. <laughs> and also like whenever you're you were near a mirror, like it did that shit all the time. Like it would have glitches here, here and there. But what I like about it is actually continue, kind of continuing off from like the second one, cause you actually meet the guy from the second one. Right. The older, uh, the older guy, the older like, um, I forgot what his name. Scully, uh, Michael Scully. I don't know. But yeah, dude, fucking that shit was cool. the games are cool, man. Yeah. It's a time taker. It's cool, but uh, they could have done better. I like how you can go stealth sometimes when you yeah. when you want to and stuff like that. Okay. Really fucking dope, but they yeah. they remastered the whole fucking thing. And okay. if you're interested in that, just jumping off from uh, what you were mentioning, Mafia. Uh, I actually want to recommend, strongly recommend Mafia Two. I know it's an older game, whack. But if you could get it this on Steam, <laughs> Steam. There you go. If Steam. you get it on Steam, the remake is actually available on Steam, and it comes with all three. So, no, I'm talking about go. the second one, just straight up. No, like, it comes with all three of the games. Really? Yeah. Okay, and then buy that, and then you, there you know, go. You can Definitive play edition. Definitive. You get Mafia Two. I really like Mafia Two. If anything, I had Mafia One on PC. Way. I rem- yeah, I remember it. when it was on the PS for uh, One. I had yes, Earthworm Jim on the PS One. Uh, is that uh, your Sega. is that your sip on this? Is that your sip on this? No, not. <laughs> there well, it is. Uh, <laughs> no. What actually had to. His Earthworm Jim. What's your sip on this, man? Oh, 
We're talking about what? Mafia movies? No, just anything, anything in media. Like, oh, anything? Yeah. Video games, music, movies, TV uh, shows. I, I really don't have one right now. All right. Go. It's okay. Uh, guess my sip on this would have to be what I've been into right now is I've been getting into some series so uh, love what is it Lovecraft uh, Country it's country or county no it's country yeah yeah Lovecraft Country yeah that show is pretty fucking awesome it got dull for me at one second yeah but after a while from watching it it I just got interesting again uh, that one and uh, Raised by Wolves oh my god that's two <laughs> fucking yeah I'm just the, these are two shows on HBO oh that I've been god. watching right now that HBO has been on a good one yeah I'm not gonna lie yeah, yeah. I, I get tired of just one you know yeah yeah they're really going strong on this fucking year it's like you got Raised by Wolves and then that shit I've been hearing nothing but good things about that and Raised by Wolves is crazy dope. visual effects on that yeah. shit hell yeah yeah definitely you gotta sip on this yeah man to my sports guys out there especially from the LA area Lakers are back in the finals baby Lakers in the finals Let's get that 17th ring baby damn 17 wins holy shit I mean, Look at LeBron James huh bro what is his performance dude he only had a triple double Fucking a. Only a triple double. At like 36 years old, it was a good it. day. It was a good day for him. That's just a normal day at the office for that guy, I guess. Fucking right. a, dude. You Jesus. Go. You heard it from the man. Yep. Lakers are going there. <sighs> Thank you for being with us, man. It's it's 20 episodes in. Let me tell you how much shit we've gotten. A lot. A lot of shit. Gotten a lot of shit for doing this. A lot of frustration. This is the thing. We're drinking beers. And talking like critically, which yeah. is a hard thing to do, and a lot of yeah. people don't take it seriously at first. They I think, oh, oh, these guys are just fucking drinking beers and talking bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. the whole point. Rat are most comfortable, you know. We're we're just trying to make our audience comfortable. We like beers. We like craft beers. We're willing to drink almost anything. Give us some sours. I'll even drink a fucking sour, even though I don't like them that much. Yeah. You know, throw throw us some beers our way. We need some bones over here. We we're twenty episodes in. Our quality is up to par, and uh, we got international listeners, baby. What more could he ask for? You know. So I want to thank you guys a lot for being on this fucking episode. This is fucking dope that. We're able to set this up and really fucking do it the way we imagined it they're when not we first. They're not that way. Yeah, I want to you know give a shout saying? out to our host Jose. Oh, for writing for this. They're not that way. They're not that way. So and uh, you know. And thank you for having me on. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to Moon Man. You, you know, it's always a pleasure. And uh, you know, last last week's episode. Servant. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, we had our sin. good friend Dennis on, and we talked uh, about. 27 Club 27 Club Janis Joplin Amy Winehouse and yeah Kristen Pfaff Kristen Pfaff baby and uh yeah. yeah So if you, if you guys are interested in music And that kind of stuff Go ahead and listen to that episode We got a lot of other episodes That you guys can take a listen to If Amy you'd like You know And hopefully more in the future Definitely more in the future I'd more say Serge future. More in the future We got this whole right. Oktoberfest To look forward to <laughs> This is number one Of the Gangster Series 
for Golden Craft Cast. Thank you, listeners. It's also the first week of uh, Oktoberfest. Yeah, it's we're the first do, week of Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest beers this whole month. This whole month. We're dedicated to it. And by the end of it, we'll we're see gonna, what's good. We're going to tell, you, we're gonna at tell the, you what's good. At the end episode, I think we'll be able to tell you what what our overall favorite yeah, was. pretty much. And uh, Give an overall uh, go. perspective on it. Go get your fucking shine box. Go get your there fucking you shine box. You motherfucking mother. You motherfucking motherfucker. You better motherfucking listen to me, you motherfucker, before I put you in the fucking shine box. You better fuck. <laughs> that was terrible, man. That was terrible improvising. That was just terrible. I appreciate put your you craft. In the shine box. I appreciate your craft. Thank you for the craft. Thank you to, uh, fuck yeah. Rocktoberfest. Beer Co. And Warsteiner. Okay. Yeah. If you want to talk about Oktoberfest, uh, here's us back on our email at goldencraftrun at gmail.com or we're on IG, goldencraftrun, the same thing. Uh, give us any feedback, any criticism. And uh, we're available on all podcast platforms, baby. Yeah. iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Apple Music. iTunes don't exist anymore, does it? I think it's it all just Apple, still does. Music, it's Apple now. music now. Spotify. It's Apple, Apple Music. Apple music. Spotify. And uh, yeah, so uh, check so, uh, us out if you're interested. Any, we got more for you. Anywhere where you can listen podcast. I. I. All right, we're signing off. Peace out. Love from the craft to the craft, baby. Go Cheers. Get your motherfucking shine, shine box. <laughs> Everyone, say it one more time. All right. One, two, three. Go, Go home and get, get your, your fucking, fucking shine box. box. Okay, hold on. We, say the same we have to say the same it's, thing. It's Go. Go. Go home and get your fucking shine box. All right, ready? One, All right. two, three. Go, Go home and get, get your, your fucking, fucking shine, shine box. box.